Welcome to the We Bishop Podcast. My name is MJ. And my name is PK. And we are back again, folks. Um, we are going to talk about our lives again, because not talking about our lives last week was weird. Yeah. It was very it weird was for us. definitely like something was missing. Exactly. Something was missing. And we have a new segment, which... I think it's going to be really interesting because, and I think it'll be really fun. So we're going to try that and we'll see. Like, I think we're going to include more segments into the pod. Um, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. I don't know why I'm I'm deciding to, oh, I don't know why I'm deciding to fix my hair now, but. Um, anyways, hi, Erdane. I'm just okay. I was actually pretty sick last week and I'm feeling a bit better. At least it wasn't COVID. Like, I was so scared it was going to be COVID, but I tested negative. That's so good. I'm like, thank God, because COVID was not fun to have. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've just been recovering and just been in bed and watching TV shows. Which is awesome for us. Um. I, was, I wasn't even thinking that um, PK would have uh, COVID. But when she walks into the car and I'm like, um, she goes, yeah, I think I might have COVID. And, oh, no, that's oh, not that's not right. <laughs> when she told me that she didn't have COVID, I was like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that, but thanks for telling me. Um, like, that's literally the first thing I think about when somebody's like, I have a sore throat, and I'm like, okay, is this COVID? But yeah, no, I'm never thinking. I'm I'm too get self-absorbed because I have so much going on in my life, and I'm sorry for that. Um, but any other than that, how's it going? Uh, yeah, and then even, like, my mom wasn't even thinking I had COVID. She's like, that's not a thing anymore. And I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think doctors are calling, um, saying that it might be a triple threat, like, triple threat in terms of diseases this this fall, which is flu, COVID, and I think something else, co- um, cold or something. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Okay. Or quadruple threat or something, one other disease oh. that I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. But how's it going with your life? It's going okay. Um, honestly, it's going okay. Honestly, should get out there and like put myself out there in terms of the dating apps. Um, work is shit. I feel horrible. I feel gross at work, and I feel unhappy. And I really do need to figure out a way to leave work, but do it a way that is smart, mm-hmm. not just quit and leave. Make sure I find another job, um, or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, so life is good, like, I'm connecting with, like, new people, um, I am, um, actually, I went to this barbecue, my colleague was having a barbecue, and we went out, and it was a Jamaican birthday party, her father turned another year, and it ended up being, like, a full-blown party to, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, we, my sister and I and her friends only stayed till, like, midnight, and it was really nice. Uh, my my colleagues really nice. Her family's really nice. We had good food. There were guys, but they were not really potential. So, <laughs> even though she was like, "Oh my God, MJ, there's guys wanting to talk to you. They want to know, you know, how you how we're friends and And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I asked her, "Are these potentials?" She goes, "No." Okay. So, <laughs> tell me. I'm flattered, but it means nothing to me. Um, but. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. But I'm 30, and I'm like, I feel as if I should be in a certain place by now, and I mm-hmm. feel as if I'm not where 
I mean, I'm, I no longer think about where I think I should be, but I'm past that. But I do feel as if I could be doing more to get to a place where I know that I should be in. Um, now that I'm doing, like, content creation and things like this, like, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I think I need to put not just one feet in the water, my whole feet, my entire body, and just do 110% in all my platforms and applying to, like, social content creation jobs and things like that. Because um, it really does, it's, like, I, I, I look forward to it. I love it, and it's fun. I don't think of it as a job, and I don't know. So, and things like that. So, I do want to make a lot of money. I was not the type of person before. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit struggling in the job and career side of same, things. Same, same, same. I'm still trying to figure it out. I have been... Um, facing a lot of challenges at work so I've been working with uh, different doctors working in the night shift it's been different from working day shift Mm. so night shifts are a bit harder because there's less staff Mm. and there's um, one doctor that you have to kind of be more um, proactive with and like take the initiative to do other stuff right so I like lawyers yeah yeah I feel like it's not as like clear communication Mm -hmm. when there is like these urgent situations and I'm asking the doctor these follow-up questions and he's not answering me and I'm like um and it's urgent it's urgent and it's like okay maybe I should have known these follow-up questions but since I haven't done a night shift in a while I was just asking questions to make Uh, sure I'm doing it right right and um, he wanted confirmation or validation yeah I just wanted confirmation on what I was trying to do Mm -hmm. and then he's like oh just ask the nurse in charge because clearly clearly you don't know what to do and I was just like um okay oh my god that's what like is really annoying when you're working in the healthcare environment when individuals in the team are not being team players and they don't know how to communicate clearly and Um, properly. They don't have patience. Those urgent situations. They don't have grace. They won't, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand it's, everything is moving super fast and that things need to get done super quickly, but it's also important to have that clear communication that some people just lack in healthcare settings, Mm. and I think that's, like, an important skill to have. Mm. So it's nice being this, like, having this perspective Mm -hmm. and making sure that I develop those clear communication skills and I'm that team player that I want to be because being, like, put in that position was kind of shitty. Yeah. But um, it's just, like, a learning opportunity, and it's also just reflecting on my own skills and making sure I have those skills even if, like, other people don't have it. So I, it was definitely a good learning opportunity, but it's just yeah. frustrating when I come across those individuals in the healthcare team. Um, but, yeah, it's just been a bit challenging doing night shifts, but I'm back to day shifts, so... I'm back with a lot more people yeah. that are on the team and are working. Because that time I was just alone and I just need confirmation from somebody. But yeah. now working in the day shift, I have other clerks and other nurses to ask uh, when I do need answers to my questions. Yeah. And it's also just, like, depending on who you're working with. So I think it's important to have, like, that strong team. But it, it really depends on your team players, yeah. who they are. And I don't know. There's definitely places to improve so I I just take it as like a learning opportunity and not to 
hold any grudges against those people, but yeah. just to reflect on myself and use it to learn and grow. And that's all you can do because I know some doctors, they think that they don't have enough time to macromanage you or mm-hmm. to answer any of your questions because they think that their job is so important, yeah. um, which I understand, and, you know, sometimes it is. But at the end of the day, you know, you're part of a team. So if exactly. you want somebody to do something for you or mm-hmm. with you, you have to be able to communicate so they're, so they're able to understand what you want them to do and just so they can execute it properly. I understand there are people who have been working there for 40, 50 years. That's great. But yeah. not everybody, you know, not everybody has been working there for two decades or three mm-hmm. decades. But you have to be able to inform them that, hey, you know what, I I need you to, to confirm this is what I'm doing because this is important. Yeah. I do yeah. not want to mess it up. This is an urgent situation. It's involving a patient. And, and I get that. I get that, though. Yeah, I think he was kind of, he realized that it was not right, mm-hmm. the doctor. Mm-hmm. So the Did next he apologize? Time, he didn't apologize, but he was more clear next time when he told me to do the same thing. Right. Because he's like, oh, um, call the cardiology at this hospital. I'm like, okay, I did that. But apparently it was supposed to be interventional cardiologist. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know that? Like, and then after he, he never mentioned interventionalist. Wow. And then next time, the next uh, night shift, he actually said, call the interventionalist. And I'm like, thank you. That is the confirmation I was looking for before. Wow. But he finally was able to be more clear. Like, I'm, it's those I mean, little tiny those things. Those little things. And I'm happy that he didn't yell at you or do something crazy because I worked for lawyers um, in the past. And those lawyers... Um, were extremely rude, and they would yell at you and scream at you for the tiniest things. Yeah. Um, I didn't leave a person's file at that desk at a certain time because they wanted to review the, view the file, and they yelled at me at the top of their lungs because they think that they can, and it's just the abuse is unwarranted. It's unnecessary. It's harassment. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a, it's a toxic environment. No. Like, you, you're a human being. This is, it's not, we're not going on the moon here, so calm the freaking down, and I'm yeah. working for you on a team. Yeah. Whatever is happening, I don't deserve that type of treatment. Yeah, but it's nice to see when people change, and they're not the same, like, the next time you work with them, mm-hmm. especially this nurse in charge where I think I spoke about this in the podcast before, where she said that, where I told her I didn't like the tone of your voice, and mm-hmm. she was, like, yelling at me. And then the next time I worked with her, she was being so nice. And I'm like, does she, like, go to therapy or something? (laughs) No, because you set the boundary and you told her what's good. Yeah. You were telling her, you know what, you can't cross this boundary, you can't do this, and because of that, I'm not going to take your bullshit. Yeah, like, she was being so nice to me. Like, whenever I did something for her, she's like, thank you so much, I really appreciate it. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) You know what? I'm like, it's okay to be respected. Mind, I was just like, is she talking to me? <laughs> I you look like, like, I was like, like, is this the same person? Yeah. But it was, it's surprising to, when you like say these issues mm-hmm. and people are actually able to take accountability for the actions and like improve. So yes. It just makes the team environment so much better. So much better. better. Yeah. And it just and takes that one person to let them know. And then they can change, and yeah. it's better for just everybody else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's pretty awesome. 
Um, but yes, um, that's us, and that's what's been happening with us. We live very busy, and one day, hopefully, wealthy lives. Uh, until then, I we're gonna start playing a game, okay? We're gonna be playing a game called Fuck Mary Kill. I'm sure you guys know. There's gonna be three guys up on the screen. And we are going to say which guys we're going to be, fought, we want to, you know, F or marry or kill or kiss, marry, kill, whatever you want to say. Now, yeah. um, I think kiss, marry, kill is like more like family friendly. Yeah. With that being said, um, these characters are coming from our TV shows and movies of the week that we've binged. So do you want to start with yours? Uh, Yeah, sure. So Last of Us, mm-hmm. are we able to pull it up on your Phone. Yeah, I'll pull it up on my phone. So, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is a one of the contenders, and we love him so much. Um, Pedro Pascal is a an easy actor. I think he's from Chilean, Chilean-American actor. We love him. So, he's the number one. He's number one. He's one of the people. He's the main character. Main character of show that we'll talk about. Yeah. But the other character I do want to talk about um, is um, Heart of... I don't want to tell you the name of the movie. Well, tell you the name of the content. But the other character is Jamie Dernan. Dernan. He's the one in um, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to do about it. Um... But uh, let's go to type in your um, show again. Or there's also, well, I, I I just watched this one. We could do Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. But we talked about that last week, though. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay, okay. So we're not going to do it, though? We could. It, it I mean, but you, we said there was a Tommy in the show. Oh, in the same show? Are yeah, we but doing one per show? No, it doesn't have to be. Oh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't okay. have to be, yeah. So, I'll start with Pedro. I mean, Pedro, hmm, I don't know. Talk about it. But I think Pedro passed, okay, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait for a PK. Um, I don't know. I think we're going to include, try to include, like, different segments. We're just trying to experiment um, on the pod. Um, hopefully, you guys end up liking it. Um, it's Hopefully, it's interesting and fun and entertaining for you guys, and it is fun for us. Um Oh, perfect. I think that's yeah, let's 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 keep him. So we have Gabriel Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna is one of its, one of the actors in the um show that we're going to talk about. So we have Pedro Pascal. We have Gabriel Luna and then we have um my babe. My babe, Jamie Dornan. So you want to go first? Okay. Kiss um, Mary Kill. Kiss Mary Kill. Kiss Mary Kill. Um, obviously, marry Jamie Dorman. <laughs> Why? You have to give a reason. Why? Um, well, in the Fifty Shades of, um, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, he yeah. was, like, amazing in it. Yeah. And it was, like, so intense, that yeah. movie. Yeah. So, I'm like, damn, like, if you have, like, if you're so intense in that movie, like, what can you do in Yeah, marry him, and okay. then the other one. 
Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, so it's Kim oh, Pascal, right? Or, yeah, um, unless you want to do Gabrielle Luna first. Uh, yeah, so Gabrielle Luna, I would probably kill because, like, maybe he's not really my type. Mm. That's how he looks like in the, um, in the show. Yeah. And then Pedro Pascal, I probably kiss. Okay. Yeah. Honestly? Actually, maybe I'll, like, reverse the reverse. Oh, no. I think Pedro Pascal is more of my... Oh, they're both not my type. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let me... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stick with that. You're going to stick with that? Okay, yeah. so we're going to marry... Uh, What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan. You're going to kiss... Um... What's his name? Pedro? Pedro Pascal. Pascal. And you're going to kill... Gabriel Luna. Okay. I'm going to kill Gabriel Luna because it's not my type physically. I'm going to kiss Pedro Pascal because I don't think I've ever seen him... I don't think he's ever in a relationship in real life. Um, Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. is more... I think he's more... I don't think he's an F-boy, but I, I think he's he more of a situationship type of guy. Maybe he just recently got into a relationship, but I don't think so. I think he dates around a lot in Hollywood, but I don't think I don't think he actually like is in a relationship with anybody. And then I'm going to marry, of course, Jamie Dornan because Jamie Dornan and Pedro Pascal are both my type physically. Yeah, that's what I was wondering which one you would marry. But I would marry Jamie Dornan because I think he's he's been in a long term relationship with this girl in real life oh, for a okay, long time. Okay. I think they're even engaged or married. Yeah, they have so he has, yeah, they have children. So he has relationship material, and also he just gives like mature ass vibes, like, like in in interviews. So and I'm like, ah, like damn, like he's just come to the yum yum la pa pa, like look at him, so good looking. He is literally the perfect. Guy, like he looks so good. Like his he has like lips. green eyes, right? Maybe. He no, has kids. What are we gonna do with that? It's wild, bro. Would you still marry him even if he had like kids? Like if he like divorced his wife and we dated. And you dated. I, I was gonna date with him. You were. Yeah, I was gonna date with him. <laughs> are, you sure? are you kidding? Are you kidding? It's Jamie. It's Jamie Dornan. Dornan. Like if he's like, oh, you're beautiful. I want to take you out. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me. I'm not saying no, but what? Yeah, yeah, true. Please. Even if you don't like the kid situation, at least you could just go on the first date, you know? Right, right. Um, but that was fun. So, I like that segment. We're going to try to keep that segment moving forward. Yeah. So, where is Pedro Pascal from? Pika? Oh, so he's from The Last of Us. Uh, so, Last of Us is an HBO show. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just read the description of it. So, it was Emmy nominated a mm-hmm. lot of times. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what's up with this? I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, it's based on a game, and I didn't know that. So, it's actually really, really interesting. So, The Last of Us is on HBO? Yeah. Okay. HBO. It's about. 20 years after a fungal outbreak ravages the planet, survivors Joel and Tess are tasked with a mission that could change everything. Wow. 
So it's basically, it's kind of similar to the whole like pandemic situation, like how we had COVID here. This is like a fungal uh, infection. Mm. So it's kind of like that same idea of surviving the world after it's been, after, well, when it's going through a pandemic. I thought it was zombies. No, so it was actually an infection. Because yeah. the first episode was very good. Yeah, it I was, was really hooked. good. But after so that, and I'm like, oh my god, I think I need to keep watching. But like the the they keep going off to new characters that are entering the storyline, and because of that, I didn't want to like I really didn't care about the little girl yeah. who's like stuck in the room. I really didn't care about the, the little white boy doing what God knows what. I just care about Pedro. Yeah, and there was definitely a lot of different characters and mm-hmm. stories that were going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it was really good, especially the finale episode where Joel um, saves Ellie. So Ellie is the mission that they have to... So basically Ellie it was immune to the infection, and they're trying to get her to the fireflies where they have resources and they can ma- probably make a cure from Ellie. Oh, but then, um, that's what they Joel were doing. Joel and about. Ellie, when they're going to the mission, uh, well, going through the mission to getting to the fireflies, Joel ended up having more, like, feelings for Ellie, and he started to, be, like, be more open. Who's Ellie again? Show me Ellie. So Ellie is this one. Ooh. So I think she's also in the Game of Thrones, actually. Wait, she she had feelings for Pedro? No, 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 not feelings. Like Pedro had a emo- started developing an emotion co- emotional connection to her as a daughter. Oh. Because he lost so... his daughter. Yeah. And then Ugh. he almost like he thought of Ellie as a hot. daughter. Yeah. Oh my god. He's basically yeah. Like <laughs> he's the hottest single dad ever. Like that first episode, like. I can be your mommy. Like, literally so hot. Anyway, uh, sorry, continue. Yeah, so I think the set designs were amazing. I they agree. They look like real life. Real life. Like, yeah. It was really, like, it made you a part of the show mm-hmm. almost. Like, you thought you were a part of their world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it had, like, a lots of, like, emotion and pain in the show. Mm. So it was a lot of, like, emotional distress in the show. Mm. So I even, like, had, like, a nightmare about it. <laughs> Like, me being a part of that world and being really? infected and, like, trying to survive. But it's but here's the thing, though. I think the acting from Pedro and others, the other actors in the show, is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the concept isn't new. Yeah. It's definitely... Like, the premise is not new. Yeah, it's not. I think the character development was really good yes. with Pedro. Yes. When he was kind of, like cold and emotionless after losing his daughter mm-hmm. and then he started to open up with Ellie and become more of like a father, father? to her, to her. Mm-hmm. so I think that was uh, cool to see throughout the show but the finale was just like so surprising he like kills all of the fireflies tries to take Ellie out of the procedure because they were going to do a procedure where they have to open up her brain and get the chemical messengers from her brain to right. use as a cure. Right. But then when um, Pedro or Joel But, but does that mean out, that they have to kill her? Yeah. Like, she would die in that procedure. So she knew this entire time she would sacrifice herself. But she didn't know about it. Like, the Fireflies were just telling her that she's going to save, save the world, but they didn't disclose that she was basically going to die in the procedure. So what did Pedro do? So then Joel, uh, they told Joel about it. And then they're like, oh, like, leave her alone. Like, this is going to be life-saving. This is going to save the world and everything. And then Joel literally, like, kills all of the fireflies, takes Ellie out of the hospital, and takes them back to the town where uh, Tommy is. Mm. So I think he was being very, like, 
uh, selfish. Mm. Like he didn't really care because about because else. because killing her would have cured everybody and cured the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does remind me of Sarah. If you guys are yeah. Christians, you guys would know like Sarah oh. and Abraham, where he, where he where God told him, I think, that he had to sacrifice sacrifice um, his son just to see how far he would go in terms of his commitment to God. And of course, God said, "No, you don't have to, you know, basically kill your, you know, kill your your son." Um, but I think it was a test for for Joel, aka Pedro. Um, and happy that, and Tommy's also in it too. Tommy is in it too, too right? Right. So um, Tommy being Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabrielle Luna was Tommy in the show. Right. Um, he was more of like a side character. He wasn't the main character. Yeah. But he was in quite a few episodes, and Tommy's role was just—it was kind of sad a little bit because Joel was looking for Tommy for most of the episodes. They right. separated at the second episode. Right. And then Joel just wanted to reunite with his brother, and that scene was pretty emotional when they reunited. So that's his brother? Yeah, that's oh, his brother. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it was pretty emotional, but it looks like Tommy already made a life of his in this, like, really small town where they're isolated from everybody else and the infected. Mm. So they live in this, like, some tiny little town and yeah. he kind of, like, built his own life. And he didn't really try to connect with Joel for many years. But then when Joel found him, Tommy's like, oh, I have a place here for you in this town. But then Joel's like, no, I'm on this mission. I have to get to Ellie to the Fireflies to get this cure. Yeah, um, I remember so that it's now. A lot. It was a lot that was going on in the show, but I think it was definitely a really, really good show. And then their acting was amazing, and their set designs were incredible, too. Yeah. Okay, how would you rate it out of 10 in terms of binge-worthy and... It was definitely Overall. binge-worthy. Like, I I was, like, binging episodes after episodes. Mm. Um, I would rate it a 9. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. No, the first episode was very good. Um, I don't know why it didn't continue. I think it's because I thought it was zombies for at first. Now I know it's an infection. Maybe I'll go back and if I have time with my other shows and they're not locked. I think right now it's kind of like we're in a lull where there's not a lot of shows and movies mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of reality TV, so I might, I'm going to... Might go into that. Um, my show is called Heart of Stone. It's that new action-y movie on Netflix. And it it's um, air, uh, the star is Gal Gadot. And uh, we have our Fifty Shades of Grey character, which we love, um, which we will talk about Jamie and Thornton. So hot. So hot. Um, what is the movie about? Okay, so the movie is about um, Gal Gadot, basically. Um, oh my god, what is happening, what is happening, what is happening? Um, anyway, it's hard to stone on Netflix. Uh, Rachel Stone is an intelligence operator, operative, the only woman who stands between her powerful global peacekeeping organization and the loss of its valuable, most valuable and dangerous asset. So Gal Gadot is played by, um, this CIA-ish person, and she's actually a, she's like, she's a, she's a, not a mole, but like a spy. So she's actually part of what is called um, the Heart. The Heart is a secret organization that helps to really watch over and take care of the world. And they come in. So she's part of this force. 
And of course, our man, Jamie Dornan, and others are a part of this group force in the CIA agency, um, intelligence operative group. And, you know, she ends up blowing her cover as, as a heart person because the evil villains uh, were trying to kill the other people in the team. So she ended up exposing herself as the part of the person in the heart. Now, with that being said, Jamie Dornan ends up also being an evil villain within the group. No one knew. She, he ended up killing the two other people. Like, that was the shocking part. He goes, boom, boom. And she goes, ah! I, no, I, no one saw that coming. Even my no one saw that coming. It was oh so gosh. good. Um, so he ended up being an evil villain, also being a spy. And he wants to, Jamie, uh, Jamie Dornan, his character Parker, wanted to infiltrate the heart to try to steal the source of the heart that could power other electronics and things in the world, like missiles, and it can also control airplanes and control, you know, chemical warfare and things like that. So um, it's very good. My only thing is the first hour and 15 minutes was good, but it was too long. It's been a two over two-hour movie, and an action movie, it shouldn't be that long. It should be about an hour and a half max. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's no reason why a movie like this should be two hours and 15 minutes. I mean, she's, she, like, Gal Gadot is amazing in this movie, and it's quite clear, like, she should only be playing action-y roles because she's incredible. She was Superwoman for, for, Superwoman? Um. Not Superwoman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman. And she was amazing in that, so... Yeah, I think those are, I think it was a good movie. I honestly didn't finish watching it. <laughs> because it was two hours. It wasn't binge. No, it's not binge worthy because it was too okay. long. Um, I think like a lot of the action stuff was like too much. Yeah. So. It was like kind of dragging it kinda out. Kind of dragging. So I'm going to finish it maybe tonight or whatever. So I would say. It's more of like a 7 out of 10 movie because it's still good, but it's just too long. Mm. Like, the twists and turns are fun, and it, and you wouldn't see it coming. Yeah. It's very good in that way. But, Ooh, okay. yeah. Um. So, what would you give it? A 7? Seven, 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Okay. Not binge-worthy at all because it's yeah. too long. I mean, if you like long action movies, I think Fast and Furious and John Wick, those were really long. Yeah. That's right? true. I know you talked about this in the last episode, but Hijack was so good. I told you. I told you. So, oh, that's very binge worthy. Yeah, that's very binge worthy. That was so good. It was so intense, guys. Oh my god. It was honestly like it. It just kept you on your seat. On your seat, like you need to know what's happening next. Like you can't wait. And Idris Elba. Oh my god, his acting was incredible. Oh, in the show? In the show, yeah. As, as, as a character. Only, 
You've only watched half of it? Yeah. Oh. How many episodes have you watched? I watched all of it. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, is it, is, it, is it not just only a negotiator? It's like a, he's like, he does something like. No, there's, but there's definitely, like, more twists to the show. So, like, other things happen, like, with other characters that you didn't expect. Like, I don't know where you got up to. I got up to the point where the guy in the back, the bag, the bag, the 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 one of the bad guys, boys is bleeding in the back of the plane, and oh, and they're trying to land it. They're trying to, no. Oh okay. I'm just kidding. No, I didn't ruin it. You didn't ruin it. Not, but I think we're kind of running out of time. It's yeah, 33 minutes. 